Welcome to Worth It or Worthless, a show where every couple weeks we pull a game from my own personal collection of retro games, take off our nostalgia tinted glasses, and decide is the game good by today's standards and is it worth the price of admission? We talk about what the game does well, what the game doesn't do so well, and the things that are just plain weird. I'm your host, Dan, joined as always by my friend Jordan. Jordan, what did we get into today? Today we played Super Double Dragon on the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Super Double Dragon is the story of... Bimmy and Jimmy. I honestly don't know. We just played this Through game. Seven tages, seven tages of terror. Seven tages of terror. What? <laughs> Bimmy and Jimmy. Seven tages of terror, aka Super Double Dragon. <laughs> oh yeah, Super Double Dragon is a beat 'em up game that we just played for like an hour, and I'm not really sure what happened. Well, you didn't read the uh, the credits. There was yes, okay. So there, yeah. The only text they, the game really gives you is you beat the game, and it says, "After Duke and the Shadow Warriors were eliminated from the town, Billy and Jimmy have not been seen, but their heroics will live on forever as the legend of the Double Dragons." Which still doesn't really tell me anything. I guess the guys we just fought were Duke and the Shadow Warriors. So it's the story of. Billy and Jimmy fighting Duke in the Shadow Warriors? <laughs> yeah, this is Super Double Dragon. It's a beat-em-up game for the Super Nintendo. And I think at this point in like console gaming history, they just decided we can just put out a game of some dudes fighting some other dudes, and people will buy it. Now, Jordan, I've been trying to tell you this for like over two years. Like story does not matter in a beat em up. No, it and you keep arguing with me about it. But. It does though. Like you should have something. You should have something. Like at least let me get a tiny bit invested in what's going on. Like we beat this game and I was like, What? I thought that was like the first level. I'm still waiting for something to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so what I don't have a lot of fun facts today, Jordan. No. Yeah. But one of the fun facts that I do have is a very long paragraph from Wikipedia about the story and what happened. It's one of my favorite sources. Game. I think this is actually not just a fun fact, but a critical piece of information for anybody to understand if you're going to understand what happened with this game and why we're going to say a lot of the things that we're going to say. <laughs> so let's hear it. All right. So according to Wikipedia, the game was supposed to feature cutscenes prior to boss battles and between stages as well as a full ending sequence, in contrast to the lack of in-game plot in the retail release, where no explanation is given as to why Billy and Jimmy are fighting the enemy. The plot would have involved Billy and Jimmy Lee investigating a criminal organization known as the Shadow Warriors following the disappearance of several local martial artists, eventually coming face-to-face with their leader, Duke who would have been revealed to have been a childhood friend of the Lee brothers. Oh, I hate when that happens. <laughs> oh, it was my friend, Duke. I didn't recognize him. He's got a ponytail now. <laughs> the character Marion was also supposed to appear in the game as a policewoman who assisted the Lee brothers, an occupation she had in the Double Dragon comic book and animated series produced around the time. Okay. While Marion is still mentioned in the instruction manual and packaging description, she never actually appears in the retail version of the game. Well, you know, it's the packaging that counts. Everybody always says that. You know, it doesn't really matter what makes it into the game as long as you got a good package and manual. That's all that really matters. In addition to the cutscenes, some of the stages were supposed to have more traps and obstacles, and there was supposed to be an additional boss after defeating Duke. You know what, though? After hearing that, if if uh, the reason that this game is like kind of just like only half there... If part of that is that we didn't get more traps and obstacles, I think I'm okay with that, actually. <laughs> One thing that I don't really ever want in a beat-em-up game is traps and obstacles. Platforming. Platforming um, shouldn't be there. Yeah, but the Wikipedia also did mention that the some of the things that were cut were due to time constraints. Yeah. So the whole story, that just we we can't do it. We don't have time. There's like this thing on the internet talking about modern games versus retro games. They will say, well, you know, at least back in the day when you bought a game, you got the whole game. It's like, no, you know, like I get that you don't like DLC, but we got whole bunches of games that weren't finished either that suffered from crunch. And it's like, you know, at least with Cyberpunk 20 whatever the heck it's called. (laughs) 2021. Yeah, 2021. At least you can get a DLC patch to fix the stuff that they didn't do. Like we're, we don't have any DLC patch for super double dragon. We're never going to get Marion, the Kung Fu loving detective who was kidnapped (laughs) by the shadow Lords. Uh, Jordan actually agree to disagree. 
Okay. Uh, this game was re-released back in 2018. Oh, okay. It just took <laughs> it just took like thirty years. We got the patch. <laughs> yeah, they they put out so the Japanese version of this game I think was called the Return of Double Dragon, which is not confusing at all because isn't the other one like Double Dragon Two the Return Revenge? Oh, the Revenge. Okay, never mind. Revenge. Sorry. Okay, yes. continue, continue. Which uh, for some reason I thought Marion was in that one, and she's I did the one too. who that's not their girlfriend. I guess not. I don't know. They share a girlfriend in that game. I think. All- <laughs> All the women in the Double Dragon universe are named Marion, I guess. Minus the the uh, the chain girls. I don't know. So this game got re-released in 2018 with some of the features that made it into the Japanese version, which wasn't as pared down as the English release of this game ended up being. So the, the caveat with the... The re-release is it's a Super Nintendo cartridge that doesn't work in an original Super Nintendo. Oh, it that only, sounds... it only supposedly works in third-party like clone consoles. Yeah, so <laughs> I now that you say all that, I totally agree with you. Retro games are the same; it's just as good as a modern <laughs> game. You can you can get updates for them. Wow. Uh, okay. Well, that was yeah. some good fun facts. I yeah, think well, that uh, you got any more? I got. I got. Well, a couple. A couple tiny ones. Oh, let's get them. Let's course. get the little more meaty morsels. Uh, <laughs> uh, the game was originally released in October of 1992. Okay. In North America and Japan. Um, wait, 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 wait. The games were released at the same time. Like Japan and North I, America both got it, but for some reason they got the whole like more of the game. I mean, we don't have to talk about it. It's like they got Contra cutscenes. I know, but like part of that, like I could see, like okay, we're trying to like localize it, and we got to cut some stuff because I guess maybe that could have still happened. It's just well, weird. All right, whatever. I don't know. The Japanese version was published by Technos Japan, yeah, and the North American other versions were published by Trade West. So I don't know what that had to do with any of it. Interesting. Maybe it had something to do. I don't know. All right. Well, what were you guys? Um, the last thing that I have, Jordan, is it is it the fourth game in the Double Dragon series, and it was designed specifically for home consoles and not, uh, there's no arcade version. No arcade version. So did this come before or after Battletoads and Double Dragon? Oh, man. Uh, I, th- I feel like it came before. Okay. I could be so wrong because you got that. Double Dragon, Double Dragon 2, The Revenge, Double Dragon 3... Super Double Dragon? Rosetta Stone? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Rosetta Stone. Okay, so this is four. Yeah, there's there's four. So this must have, unless they don't count Battletoads and Double Dragon, I would assume that it came after this. Although they still got their, like, old school sprites in that game, so who knows? Who knows? Not important. All right, we're not talking about that game. We already talked about the game. If you want to know about Battletoads and Double Dragon, go listen to that episode, because we're not talking about it right now. We're going to talk about this game. Here's a hint. You probably don't want to know about that game. I don't remember. I just remember. I don't remember it being very great. We haven't had Jordan, great experiences with Battletoads yes. outside of Battletoads 2020. That's which literally what I was going to go say. listen to that yes. episode. I was going to say we didn't like redemption. Battletoads in any form until Battletoads 2020. No, somebody accused us online of saying like, "How dare you say bad things about Final Fantasy 7 when you had nice things to say about Battletoads?" And I'm like, "Wait, have you listened to us?" <laughs> <laughs> right. Have you ever heard our podcast? <laughs> uh, all right, Jordan, let's jump into what the game does well. All right. very long um but i do want to say comparing this game to the other battletoads games that we played not battletoads the other double dragon games that we've played uh which is double dragon 2 and battletoads and double dragon is that the artwork is a huge upgrade in this game yeah you actually have some like cool stuff happening in the background but i think the coolest thing about the artwork is they're like they didn't put a ton of of like crazy stuff going on like environmentally but they did seem to put a good amount of effort into the expressiveness of the characters <laughs> so like when you are like using different weapons or doing different attacks like you guys will have different facial expressions you got like some good like clothing movement i don't know i just was like hey they actually like 
didn't just use the exact same. Like Technos had a very specific style. Mm -hmm. You look at all of the Kunio Kun games, you look at the Double Dragon games, and it's like, all right, you guys are kind of like in this like big head, weird body proportion niche. And then they put out this game, and you're like, hey, you did it. You made some normal looking <laughs> people. And I'm like, I can appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. The graphics are, are they're fine. I mean, they're, you know, they're I'm okay. Trying to, I'm trying to find something nice to say. But what, the animations in this game yeah. are great. Like, when you kick some, you when you kick an enemy, you finish a kicking combo. He'll do like a twist in the air. Yeah. Or like, uh, there's the the boss that will like catch your kicks and like flip you, and um, the combos look really good. The co- the the animations in this game are very nice. Yeah. So I guess really not like the artwork, but the animations, which is yeah part of that. Yeah. Which feeds into the one of the things that I love about this game is there's so many moves. Yeah. Like, you, I feel like as far as old school beat-em-ups go, I don't know if I know of one with more depth and, like, just a, a variety of moves that you can do Yes, than this one. That was my, that's my second point, too, is that the control scheme is actually interesting. You have the the Super Nintendo controller. So you, when you think of, like, classic beat-em-ups, a lot of times you're like, okay, I got punch you know, like my, my punching and kicking button and my jumping button. So on the Super Nintendo, sometimes they'll, they'll like, you know, you got six buttons to work with now and they don't always all get utilized. But I thought that this game did a good job. You have punch, kick, block, jump, and then it actually uses the, the like right and left button, like the triggers. Is that what they're called? Shoulder buttons. Shoulder buttons. It actually uses (laughs) them to like utilize an interesting power move attack. Like it's not the same as every other beat em up where it's like, oh, do a power move and it does a lot of damage, but it hurts you. It's like Mm -hmm. they actually built in some interesting like control schemes and it gives you a whole lot of flexibility. And I was like, wow, this is surprising. Like it kind Mm -hmm. of reminded me not anywhere close to the level of depth of like the new Battletoads game because that has just like a gazillion yeah. things going on. But the fact that there was like different button combos and like all of that going on, I was like, hey, this is, actually feels kind of modern. Yeah, like you have like, for example, a regular jump kick like you would have in a beat-em-up. And then if you press jump and then down jump, like your guy will do a forward jump kick that's like fast. But you could also do like a backwards jump kick if you want. Or if you block an enemy's punch, you grab him, and then you can do like a grapple combo, and you can also like kick behind you at the same time. And then if you press like down and kick a bunch of times, he'll like do like a down kick and then like an up kick, and you can throw enemies from grapples. And um, the the charge meter is another thing that I have that the game did well that kind of plays into it, where you'll do different moves based on how much your charge level is at. Um. But yeah, it's 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 way deeper as far as the moves go than probably any beat 'em up that I can think of from this era. Yeah, I was I was really surprised the fact that you have even with the charge there's like different amounts to it. Yeah. You can if you're just charging and you try to do a, an attack like a punch or a kick, you'll do a different one than you would if you weren't charging. Mm-hmm. And then if the charge bar gets halfway and you try to do something, it'll do like a, a spinning jump kick across the whole screen. Mm-hmm. And if you let the bar fill all the way up, then your normal attacks have like extra power. And it's yeah. like even in that one thing, there's like depth to it. I was, I'm, yeah, the controls were surprisingly good in this game. Yeah, I feel like. Um... Yeah, I just I want to try to figure out if there's another beat 'em up that has like controls that are this deep and well thought out. You talking about like a retro one? Because I'm saying most yeah, modern yeah. ones have would take this as like a base level, but definitely this is way more in depth than the you know the retro ones that we I feel normally like play. even some modern ones aren't as deep as this is. Yeah, no, I'm just saying like. The fact that like it's using all the different ones. I'm thinking of what are the modern ones we've played. We've played Battletoads, which isn't really a beat em up, but it has beat em up sections, and Streets of Rage Four, and both of those had some pretty in depth uh, control schemes. You just made me want to play Streets of Rage Four. It's a good one. It, I we were yeah. we trying to figure out like when we first started this podcast, we played a lot of beat em up games. Yeah, and uh, we realized that the last beat em up game we covered was back in August. And it was uh, Turtles in Time. Yeah, besides Battletoads 2020, uh, the bonus episode. But yeah, Turtles in Time in August. And it's like, how did Worth It or Worthless get away with 
going it's because seven months it's because months. Uh, a beat-em-up game is a perfect sit down on the couch with your friend and play through the entire game and unfortunately we spent most of november yeah. and december and early january in another lockdown here in michigan mm-hmm. and so we were like well what can we play together online and so yeah. that's that's part of it it's not so, as fun to play a beat-em-up if you're not together yeah it's more fun to do like final fantasy 7 when you're alone uh, <laughs> I feel like I would play through Battletoads again. <laughs> I think I said that. I think I said that in the like that whole episode is a blur to me. People really were not happy. I'm sorry if you disagree with my opinion on Final Fantasy VII. We can still be friends. At least coming from my side, we can still be friends. I hope that you can still be my friend. I feel like I just I don't. It's it's like I. I just got like a quarter of an idea in my head about a game that we could play on the podcast about some kind of would you rather. Yeah. With like the terrible games that we hate, like Streets of Rage 3 and Battletoads. Yeah. Double Dragon 2. That was a bad time. It was. Yeah. It was like, like this game, there's not a whole lot that I have to say. Super Double Dragon. I don't have a whole lot of nice things to say, but I will say it was infinitely better than Double Dragon 2. Yeah, yeah. Like, this game is pretty bare bones because of the crunch and the fact that it's just not a finished game. But (laughs) it didn't have ridiculous disappearing platform sections where you're, like, trying to jump from place to place and the platforms keep disappearing and then you fall in a hole and die. And, oh, this is co-op, so both of you have to make it through this awful platform. Like, what a game. What a game. Like, this didn't have that. At least this just let me run around and punch people, which is what I want from a beat-em-up game. That was what that was a Battletoads situation for sure, where it's like, I remember this thing fondly. No, this is terrible. See, I didn't have any memory. Like, I never played Good. any Double Dragon games. The only thing, like, my only thoughts about Double Dragon when I was a kid was, like, there was that just very mediocre cartoon <laughs> that was fine. It was okay. It's like there's nothing else on. It's a Saturday. I don't want to move to find the controller and change the channel. I do miss that era where every popular, like, Not even popular. Just game. everything got a cartoon. Well, Mega Man had a cartoon. You had Double Dragon. You had, like, Captain N. You had the Legend of Zelda cartoon. They tried to make a Battletoads cartoon. <laughs> Cowboys of Mesa, <laughs> Biker Mice from Mars. Just, like, everything. It's like, what can we... What, like, they saw that Ninja Turtles was a hit. Yeah. And they're like, we need to do this for everything. Everything needs to be not just a TV show. It needs to be a TV show and a video game and toys. Yeah. And I feel like nobody really... Like you had Ninja Turtles that killed it, and then I don't think that anybody had quite that same level of su- success until Pokemon, and then well, Pokemon just took it to another level with the card game and the video games and the the TV show. I think even Ninja Turtles, the back half of it was like failure. Yeah, no, I mean, but like they they definitely carved out a big chunk of like the cultural conversation yeah. for a time period. And like even to the point of like having live action movies, multiple live action movies. I don't know. It's pretty impressive. It yeah. didn't have like the staying power of Pokemon. Obviously, nothing has. But they, yeah. I mean, it was impressive. And Ninja Turtles managed to do that with toys and games and lots of multimedia, comic books. Dude, I want to say Ninja Turtles was on until like 1996 or 95. And it's like that is insane to me because that's when like N64 came out. So if you think about Ninja Turtles being around... And we never got a Nintendo 64 Turtles game, did we? No, because I think that that was like about the time... And I could be the timeline could be a little bit off, but like there's 10 seasons of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and it's like nobody really talks about the weird 10th season um, that I'm familiar with anyways. We don't talk about um, that one. Yeah, no, there's a lot of love from the early half of Turtles, but... Um, I miss that era where we would get the double dragon cartoon. I'm perfectly okay not having <laughs> like just poorly made rushed. But like, Jordan, think about it. You like Nintendo serial system. You got Captain N. You got that's fine. All the, Those I, things I are just... both a lot better than the Mario Bros. <laughs> TV shows, which are just bad. Like, does the Mario Bros. cartoon add anything? Does the double dragon cartoon add anything? Like this game that we're supposed to be talking about right now, Super Double Dragon, the main character who's supposed to be Marion, who's supposed to be like a huge part of the game, I guess comes from the the comic books and TV show. And it's like, well, I guess if you were into this like 
Double Dragon University would know that, but I have no clue who Marion is. <laughs> uh, she wasn't even in the game I just played, despite being featured in the manual and on the back of the box. She was there. You just didn't. There was no. See her there. there was no, but no female <laughs> in this whole game. Uh, and they don't even mention her in the credits. It's so funny no. that like the story was like involving Marion, and there's just literally no mention of her. Um, Jordan, the, I already touched on the charge meter. I like the charge meter. Yeah, it's you, good. you if you fully uh, if you so it you just hold it, and if as long as you don't get hit or attack, it keeps charging. And then once it goes full, you get like roid rage, and you like get to your arms are up and you're looking angry and ah, your mouth is open and you do extra damage. Um, this is, I like it. I'm, I'm glad. Uh, but, (laughs) uh, the last thing that I have of the game did, did well, didn't overstay its welcome. It did not overstay its welcome. Some would say that it barely even introduced itself. <laughs> I wouldn't say. So it, it took us a little less than an hour, probably. Yeah. We, of course, in proper worth it or worthless fashion, turned on the Infinite Lives cheat. Yeah. At the end of uh, stage six is when I turned it on. Yeah, because we wanted to be able to just play it in one go. And uh, I did see that the Japanese version gave you an option for nine continues instead of five, so that would have probably been helpful. The Japanese version gave you options. Just options, period. Options. Yeah. Instead of uh, one player, one player, two player, <laughs> game A, one player, two player, game B. <laughs> game, yeah. The the <laughs> options were one pl- one player, one player, two player, game mode A, one player, two player, game mode B. It's like a basically a paragraph in how long they're listing the game. Was, you have no idea. You know just from playing beat-em-up games that mode A or mode B, one of them lets you punch your friend and one of them doesn't. Who would ever want to play the one that lets you punch your friend? I don't know. I don't want to play with that person. I just thought it was hilarious that the two-player options literally said 1P, 2P, mode A, 1P, 2P. Mode B. Game mode. Game mode. Yeah, okay. It was just like, it was a whole sentence. It went across the whole screen. Uh, anyways, yeah. Uh, this game d- didn't overstay its welcome. It did not. So I like that about it. I also enjoyed that. I'd rather have a game be too short and think fondly about it than too long and want to not be playing it anymore. An hour is about right for a beat-em-up. I mean, it depends. I feel like modern ones, you can definitely add more stuff but like this game did not need to be more than an hour yeah most retro beat-em-ups don't need to be yeah, more than about an hour that's that's fair that's about the threshold that my brain starts to like be like okay well most of them are based on arcade games where like you're not going to stand there for that long that's true not this one there's no arcade version there is no one. arcade version but the the franchise itself mm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um jordan do you have anything else that the game did well? No, I literally had those two things. That <laughs> had some cool animations, and the control scheme was interesting. Welcome back to Worth It or Worthless from about 2018. We got ourselves a nice old school episode going on here. All right, Dan, let's talk about what the game doesn't do so well. All right, Jordan, the first thing that I have, and I don't think the game did so well, the AI feels kind of cheap. Um, I, I can get down with that. I feel like the whole, like, the gameplay, including the AI and including, like, your own self, it just feels a little off. Mm. I think part of it is that you move slow, like, very slow, and the, the, the enemies move much quicker and so i think that's part of why it feels cheap i think one of the things like i really liked the animation like we talked about and you have like a punch animation which in most beat ups is like one or two frames like it's quick and i feel like they put so much effort into like making a nice smooth punch animation that it is actually just incredibly slow mm. and so that's part of like I just felt like I was kind of like everything was slow and like the enemy will knock you down and then it takes you forever to get back up and then there's enemies on top of you. So I feel like some of the reason that AI felt cheap is because you were so slow. Yeah, and the enemies kind of randomly block kind of a lot. A and lot. So, well, the, the further you go into the game, the more they block. Yeah, it's it's really annoying 
uh, I don't mind an enemy blocking, but there's no way to break the enemy's blocks. Yeah, in a lot of beat-em-up games, when you're playing two players, it's nice if one guy is fighting an enemy and they're blocking, you know, the second player can come up behind him and attack them from the back, that breaks the block. In this game, both players can't attack the same person, which is just another thing that's kind of like, why? Why can't we both punch the same guy? Yeah, another thing that's weird about, like, not being able to break the block is you literally have, like, if you hold down a shoulder button and you press punch, you do, like, this spinning knuckle punch thing. It's like a flying backhand attack yeah and it stuns guys so that you can lock them up and do a grapple combo if they get hit but that it, even that move which takes more time to to pull off doesn't break their block so it's like real why why that's true you should have some attack that breaks their block like even in like turtles in time for example you have the foot soldiers that will block your attack but if you do like a sprint attack shoulder charge then yeah you can break their block it should just be a feature in a beat em up. If you're going to have blocking enemies, I should have a way to counter that. Like a rushing or a charging attack is always a good thing to have in a beat em up game. This, again, maybe that's part of why it felt slow. You don't have any way to move quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but overall, I mean, the the uh, the bosses, quote, <laughs> the quote unquote bosses, um, they're kind of cheap. The timing is, is a little off. Um, sometimes, I mean, this can transition into my next point, which is knives and bombs. Yeah. Um, sometimes you'll get hit by a knife off screen. Yeah. So I mean, you can't see a character will come out. Sometimes they'll have weapons. Sometimes that weapon is a knife and sometimes they will throw the knife before they're even on the screen. You have no way of dodging it because again, you move so slowly and the knife you know, it's not a big deal to just take a hit. Like if it's a normal beat em up game, you take a hit, no big deal. The knife legitimately takes 60% of your health. Mm-hmm. And so if you have a full health bar, you now are down to less than half. And if you've already taken some damage, the knife might just straight up one hit kill you. Yeah. And another, I mean, to add insult to injury on that, uh, the Japanese version, they don't do as much damage I read. Oh, okay. Well then, so you think the knife is bad because it takes away 60% of your health, but then you meet the the bomb or grenade. It's kind of like an old World War, World War II German potato masher grenade, and they take 100% of your health if you happen to touch any of the explosion. I don't know if it's 100%. I think the one that you got hit by, you were like weakened already. I, either way, I, if it I was weakened, that was just, it's almost, if it's not all of your health, it's almost all of your health. Yeah. And I just had a realization with like the, oh, the Japanese version's less cheap and you can up your continues. That was also the case in Contra Hardcore. Yeah. What, in the case of Mario 2, we didn't get the Japanese version of it. Because it was too hard. Because it was too hard. Supposedly. But I've... I, thought, I feel like the general consensus was like Japanese games were harder than the games that we got in North America. Same with Contra. You got more lives uh, in Contra in the Japanese version. So what is the deal with these Japanese games that I just mentioned being easier? I have no idea. I, just, I don't know. I anyways. Mean, it's, it's weird. It's definitely an interesting factoid. I have no idea why they would ever change it. That seems like more complicated. Just leave it the same game and change the language. Yeah. I don't know. I'll have to, that sounds like an interesting thing for me to fall down the internet rabbit hole about, but, um, the knives and bombs. So not only do they take way too much of your health, but you can hurt your friend with them as well. Even if you're playing in the, the mode where you can't damage your friend, which is just another annoying thing. The enemies can hurt the, each other with them too, but it was another thing where I had a friend who I was playing with who I'll, I won't say who, but I happened to lose a life un- oh, whoa, whoa. unnecessarily because you I hit me I with the knife by... multiple times. So I'm I don't want to like listen. Hear... I'm not pointing fingers at anybody in particular. I'm just saying in a recent experience that I had with this game, I had a, a, a friend hit me with a knife. Yeah. And then I got hit. A couple minutes later, I don't know, a couple seconds later by an enemy with a knife, and then I lost a life. And it just, it didn't feel good. No, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't ever feel good when your friends hurt you. Don't hurt your friends. (laughs) All right, people, don't hurt your friends. 
<laughs> Watch out for the knives and bombs and double dragon, yeah. super double dragon. I, I'll uh, take that and, and run into my next point, which is a lot of times when we talk about beat em up games, the one thing that I always come back to, the thing that I feel like differentiates beat em up games more than any other thing is the the pickups and how many pickups mm. you have and and what you can do. And so this game does have pickups. You have um, like nunchucks and a bow staff and the knife. I don't think you can even pick up the grenade. They just they I think throw you can't pick you. it up. It just it's I on tried. a timer. Okay, and it's I hard to pick up without hurting yourself. But there's not a whole lot of options. You do have a, a little bit, but the weapons are few and far between. I feel like Double Dragon Two was kind of similar. There was a few weapons, but not a ton. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there are no health pickups, no special pickups. Oh, it's really right. just a tiny handful of weapons that you get to pick up every now and then there's one point in the game where there's like a barrel or two there's one point where you can pick up a rock but it's really just a small (laughs) handful of weapons there's not like destructible environment it's pretty bare bones as far as pickups go and so for that being something that like usually adds a lot for me is like figuring out what in this game can I pick up what in this game can I use as a weapon and then it's like well there's not a whole lot there's a character that like there's only probably like I don't know, less than 10 different enemy types in this game. And one of them is a guy with two swords. But for some reason, when you beat that guy, you don't ever get to pick up his sword. Just like that would have been so easy. Just make him drop a sword when he dies. You don't have to give me two swords, but give me a sword. But it's like, no. Yeah. Even though this is a, a, a enemy that you're going to fight, I don't know, 30 times in the game, you're never going to get to use a sword. Jordan, what the game does well, the barrels. I love the barrels in this game. <laughs> the barrel physics are... These are not empty barrels. A lot of times in a, in a beat-em-up game, you'll have somebody throw a barrel and it you know quickly rolls off screen. These barrels roll about you know three feet and then stop dead in their tracks. <laughs> They're reusable barrels. Normally when you throw a barrel in any game, it, you know, it bounces and goes off screen. It's a one-use item almost, I mean, in basically any other game I've ever played. Yeah. But in this game, you can just keep picking up the barrels and it rolls, you know, seven feet and then you pick it up again and throw it again. And the rock goes even less distance, I think. Which makes sense. It's <laughs> The rock doesn't look like it should roll anywhere, but it is pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, the, the health pickup thing is a good point, too. This game just doesn't do you any favors. No. Uh, the weapons are fine. They're, they're double dragon weapons. So you lose them after the section that you're in. Which is pretty standard for the series. It's still kind of annoying, though. I don't know. That's I mean, pretty normal in, in beat 'em ups. So not really. It's not a big deal if you had more access to weapons. It's annoying when you finally get one and then you only get to use it for like I don't know thirty seconds, and then it's gone and you don't see another one for a couple minutes. Yeah, well, it's it's usually either they have they're breakable. You use them so many times and then they're gone. Yeah. Or I think in I don't know if it's all the streets of rage games but in streets of rage it's like if you drop it like a couple times it'll disappear yeah but you can use it as long as you don't drop it um but yeah uh and that plays into just a point that i have overall is this game has just no frills it's just completely bare bones yeah and i think that goes to the fact that this game wasn't finished in time and it shows and that shows in everything it shows that there's no plot in this game there are very few uh you know you don't get with the bosses you don't even know that you're fighting a boss it's just a bigger enemy they have no health bar the the music doesn't change there's no like Mm -hmm. name there's no cutscene. nothing it's just like oh i think i must be at the end of the stage because now i'm fighting a bigger bad guy yeah i i have that the bosses don't seem like bosses but they're, you know, bigger enemies that kind of like block more and like do more damage. And but they also come out in like swarms of enemies. After you've beaten them, then you can like that enemy type becomes an enemy that randomly gets inserted in throughout the rest of the game. Yeah, well, but even like the boss, like in a boss fight in most beat 'em ups, you're just fighting the boss, and occasionally they call it henchmen, but it's like you're still fighting like the same flocks of enemies. Oh, and I see. Then the mini boss or boss shows up and so he's just like part of the crowd yeah and i love in a beat-em-up game when they do call in henchmen during a boss fight when you defeat the boss usually like all of the henchmen like when you land that final blow all of the henchmen will also like fly back and mm-hmm. die but no in this game when you defeat the boss it's like okay i gotta go kill these other four henchmen that are running yeah. around too before yeah. the stage is actually over so it's very strange it doesn't feel like 
I don't know. Just none of it. Feel, you're right. It just doesn't feel finished. It doesn't feel like a, a full game. It is the minimum thing that you could call a game. It's like we made a beat em up <laughs> with mechanics and levels. Yeah. And it, it's a game. It's a, it's like a demo. It's like a proof of concept. It's not, I mean, it's not like just a demo. I mean, it's an hour long experience, but it's like, it's an outline. Yeah. It's not like a game. Yeah. It's a, this is like, all right, we did the first pass. I'm sending it in. Like we're going to take notes for revision as we go back to add like all of the actual game. And then it's like, no, we're going to ship this. This is the game. Yeah. I just saw the timeline constraints were an issue. I didn't see what the actual timeline was, but it feels like they probably had to make this game in like six to eight months would be my guess. Yeah. I don't know. Um, you know, it's another thing that suffers in this game and shows like they kind of just threw it together. The music, the music, <laughs> the music, actually the, all of the audio in general, the music is tinny. There's absolutely no melody that you'll find yourself humming. The sound effects are, I think there's like five of them in the whole game. And they just repeat every time you punch, kick, doesn't matter. You get the same sound effect. Every time the, a guy dies, any guy, same sound effect. Uh, I, like we got to the final stage and I like, I heard a new sound effect and I was like, what? It was so shocking to hear a new sound effect that I was like, what is that? Have we heard that before? <laughs> and I think it was like a knife hitting a wall, but I have no clue. Never heard that again. There's something clanging on the ground. Yeah. So I don't know. Just another thing that sounds like, yeah. Oh, I have some MIDI files on my computer that I threw together. Um, we'll just use that as a soundtrack. They don't even bother trying to use like a good song for the first two levels. The first two <laughs> levels are by far the worst music. It sounds like they didn't even bother mixing it. It's so far behind the sound effects. It just sounds terrible. Well, it's not bad. It's just like the most bland milk toast thing that you could ever put into a game. Yeah, it's fine. You were humming the uh, the credits. We were sitting there taking notes during the credits. Yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you started like humming it. And you're like, hey, they did it. I'm humming a song. Yeah. But I mean, because we had the credits up while we were taking notes after we finished the game. And so they were up for like, I don't know, 10 minutes. And then it had this like cool rhythmic bass line part that I was like, th there was one thing in this game and they left it for the credits, which most people would never see because it was a retro game and most people don't make it to the credits. And it's like, why just why didn't you use this? I don't know. Jordan, most people just need a Retron 5. That's what most people need. Yeah. I mean, retro games are a lot more fun when you can actually play them. <laughs> when you can make it through and see the whole game. Uh, yes. You are a lot. Uh, the music, unremarkable. Just. Well, it's not unremarkable because yeah. I just remarked on it for like two minutes. But, but you could have just not. I could have just. Nobody. Yeah. I feel like nobody's like wanting to just listen to the double track and super double dragon soundtrack no, this isn't one that you're gonna find on any like top 10 video game soundtracks of all time i mean or top 100 or top 200 it's just not it's not on the top it's a, it's a i don't think you're gonna pre-order the vinyl release of the super double dragon soundtrack there's nothing, I could be wrong, but there's nothing quite like <laughs> just you need like the MIDI tracks in these old games. You can only really appreciate them on vinyl. <laughs> it's the I won't even I'm just going to leave that alone, Jordan. Yeah, <laughs> I can't imagine there's a big overlap of like audiophile purists and people who are into retro video game music because MIDI and you might be surprised. Uh, Jordan, the last thing that I have Let's hear that it. the game didn't do so well. They couldn't help themselves. We had to have a platforming segment in this game. <laughs> thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, there are literally only two times you have to jump in this game. Like two times that you actually have to like jump from one platform to another and they happen back to back. But yeah, that was too much even. It's like <laughs> we got to like level five or six and it's like, now you want me to jump? Like, let me remember what button jump is. So, so Double Dragon 2, if we got rid of all the platforming in that game, it might have been a less miserable time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it would have um, been, a you know, a, a solid NES beat-em-up. You know, it would have been, been maybe like a 6 out of 10 instead of a 3. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this game... Uh, there's one segment and where you, I, I don't know if you can literally make the jump. 
I think you must be able to. You probably. I was about to say you have to run, but you can't. I was going to say yeah. you have to run up and jump. No, so maybe I don't know. It's one of those like it's it's too wide, and the jump is like you're probably going to die, most likely. Most <laughs> trying people, to make yeah. this jump. Most people are going to die. Um, just because you can't really get momentum, you're going to try to like walk slightly over the ledge and fall in anyways. Um, and to make matters a little bit worse, you're like trying to line up your jump and then the bridge is like falling out from behind you. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to like jump quick. Yeah. It's, um, not great. They couldn't, they couldn't help themselves. Why? Why did it need to be like, it's the only section in the entire game where you have to jump over a gap. Well, they wanted to add more traps and obstacles, but they just didn't have time. <laughs> They're like, it's the second to last level in the game. This is where we uh, we flex our game design yeah. ideas. Do you have anything else that you didn't think the game did so well? I think that's it. Again, there's just there's not a whole lot here, so there's just not a whole lot to comment on. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it, it is a rule, though, Jordan. We yeah. have to make episodes longer than the game. No, no. It's a, it's a rule that you can't make an episode <laughs> longer than the game, so we better get to moving. We almost broke the rule with uh, Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. That's a, our first ever 20... I only played... I don't know. I wish that I had played that game the amount of time that I had spent recording the episode. <laughs> Just never ends. I wish I could sell my digital copy off of my Switch to somebody else. Now I have to like see it on there all the time. You can't hide it. I could probably hide it. Is that a thing? Does Nintendo know about that? I saw yeah. that's a thing on, I think, uh, the Xbox the other day. I noticed I can hide stuff. Yeah, I think you can do that on the Switch too. I was like, cool, let me hide this beta for Gears of War 4 that I played like four or five <laughs> years ago. You need that. You got to have library. that. Well, it's not like... It's not like downloaded. It's just like, hey, you could download this if you want. And it's like, oh, get out of here. Why is this the thing in my library? Uh, so I hit it. I hit all of the weird betas and demos that nice. I downloaded. Anyways. All right. Let's move on, Jordan. I'm ready. Jordan, would you pay for the experience that you uh, had if you wanted? If you see, if you got into retro game collecting, Jordan, and you really wanted to add Super Double Dragon to your retro game collection, yeah, and it wasn't on the Switch Online service, and it wasn't re-released in any kind of collection anywhere, and the only way to play it was to acquire a Super Nintendo cartridge. All of that stuff is true. That's a- um. <laughs> This game has literally not been put on. No, well, I can't imagine there's now. any demand for it. Well, the the Kunio Kun collection could have been a thing. Like I'm just saying, I don't know why this game hasn't been re-released on a modern platform. At least not that I'm aware uh, of. I feel like. Um, so what is, would you pay? This is the rare occasion where I feel like this isn't a finished game. So in the scenario that I'm playing this game, that's not for the podcast. It's because I am playing this game as like a, a game tester. I'm helping the, I'm like, <laughs> this isn't a finished game. So I feel like they should honestly pay me not because it's a bad game because it's wow. just, not, it's not a finished game. It's not a finished game. Come on, Jordan. No, like, listen, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying like there, we have played way worse games. This game isn't bad. This game is just nothing. It's just there. Like there are, <laughs> they was, should pay me is a new low for the podcast. No, I'm just saying, here, Jordan. <laughs> I'm not like, listen, I'm not saying this is a bad game because I honestly didn't have a bad time playing with it. It's just there. It's just blah. It's nothing. Like if I want to play a beat em up game, there are hundreds of other ones that I'd rather play hundreds. Yeah. Like I, I don't know them all. Yeah. But, n- w- like, name them. <laughs> I won't. I won't. And River you can't City make me rampage. Castle Crash. It's just like even the bad ones that we've played, at least there was like something bad there to elicit some sort of emotional response. Like if something is bad, it can become like a cult classic or even like a meme and it's funny. But like this isn't even like bad enough to be like a meme. It's just there. It's like it exists. It's like, oh, did you know that there was a fourth double dragon game? No, you didn't. Nobody did. Nobody cared because it was just there. 
Man, I feel... Hmm. I've always felt since I got this game that it was like underrated. Why? Because of the depth of the controls. The controls are fine, but like I'm saying, like if you're today in 2021 or, you know, whatever, playing this game, why would you just go and play an actual modern beat em up game that has full controls and actually has like a finished game worth playing? But that's not that's not a thing, Jordan. It's not like that's not the point. It is the, the point, point. The point isn't like if you're gonna like sit down and look at your library of retro games, I shouldn't play double super double dragon. I'll just go play something else. It's like that's not really the point. What do you mean? That is that is the point. No. If I pick up my Switch, I'm like, I'm gonna play a game. I'm gonna play a game. What am I gonna play? Literally anything else besides this. I would like it like Final Fantasy, I didn't have a good time with it, but at least it was like a thing that elicited emotions in me. <laughs> this game is the the Jordan video game no equivalent. Soul. This game is the video game equivalent of Jimmy John's. It's like it's <laughs> it's there. Jimmy John's is there. Like you could get a sub from Jimmy John's, but why would you? When I you think could, Jimmy John's is pretty good. Yeah, if you want cold white bread <laughs> yeah. and you can't customize it, and you're gonna get some cold cuts. If Jordan. I wanted that, I would just go in my old my own fridge and get that. Like who's paying for it? Listen, that's how I la- feel about Super Double Dragon. Is Jordan. like you could, but why would you? Wait, we can't leave Jimmy John's yet. Have we you did. Been, it's gone. We were, you, we were there. We were, it was freaky fast, and now we're done. Have you been in a Jimmy John's lately? I haven't been in a Jimmy John's since high school when I went in the first oh, time and man. I was like, you have one kind of bread? My sandwich only comes cold? Jordan. What is this? No, I haven't been in a Jimmy John's um, in over a decade. The, the the Jimmy John's closest to my house. Uh, they've I, moved. I haven't now, been. I live right by you <laughs> and I don't know that there's a Jimmy John's around here. There's one in our in our area? Yes. Yes. It's, it's just around the block, actually. Um... Behind the counter, they have shelves with like these gargantuan jars of mayonnaise. Oh my gosh! <laughs> okay, so that's why you had it's to go like, here. <laughs> like our sandwiches are so boring, we have to do something. We need to have about sixteen gallons of mayonnaise up on the shelf behind the counter. You never know when a rush is going to come in. You just you're going to need it. I love the gallon size. I didn't realize that mayo was of, a shelf stable. Yeah. I didn't know that it was shelf stable. I thought that that had to be like a refrigerated thing. No, it's got. It's not in the refrigerator. It's. I think it's refrigerate after open. Okay. But no, if you've, how have you never bought mayonnaise from the grocery store? Literally, we've. I've never had mayo in my house. My 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 parents didn't eat it, so we never had it when I was a kid. And in the ten years I've been married, neither of us eat mayo. Why would I have mayo? in my house neither one of you eat mayo no dan this is like mayo again is like the most like bland topping that you could ever put on something it's like it like if you had to ask me what does mayo taste like i would say cold cold and creamy it doesn't like it it's a a temperature and a texture it's not a flavor oh man mayo is is double super double dragon here jimmy um, john's so I back when the mayo discussion was raging, I, I went to the grocery store and I took a picture that I never posted on Discord uh, of my fa- uh, my favorite aisle at the grocery store. This is, he's showing me a picture that is literally an entire widescreen picture full of mayo, and I didn't know that there was even that much mayo. Like you, well, there's one. You go and buy the one bottle. What do you need? Fifteen different brands of mayo. Not in the refrigerated section. Jordan. It's not refrigerated. I see that. Okay. Isn't it like yeah. eggs? Isn't mayo have eggs in it? Yeah, it's got eggs and. Oil? Egg whites, you know, the most flavorful part of an egg. The no, egg white. I don't know. There's... That's okay. Super Double Dragon is egg whites. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you could eat it by itself, but why? Unseasoned egg whites. That's what Super Double Dragon is. All right. So you're not going to pay anything for this game. No, because like I have like it was fine. Like if you're if you're a retro video gaming person, you love the Double Dragon series or you love beat 'em ups. Sure, go play it for like historical purposes and knowledge, but like no one's ever gonna, nobody in the history of the world has ever said, like, man, I got a hankering to play some super double dragon. I just got to get back into that game. Like, where you finish a gaming session and you just can't wait to get back for more. That's now, never happened. Jordan, I actually enjoy super double dragon when I go back to it. I played it a week ago on stream. Okay. Um, Twitch.tv slash worth it or worthless. Um, and I didn't feel 
remotely negative about playing no, it you, again. No, I'm week, not saying you would feel later. negative about it, Dan, but did you feel anything? Did yeah, you just I had feel fun. numb? No. This I've, game is this game is an anesthetic. It just it's just it just you're just I, numb. I had a good time playing with my friend and enjoying the combat system on this game. Yeah, I didn't have a bad time. I didn't have a bad time. I just didn't I just had a time. It was just a time. Oh, well, I'm glad that that's what our friendship is. No, like it's just a, it's just a time. The me and you sitting on a couch and playing a game was was one of my highlights of my day. But it had nothing to do with the game we were playing. The game was just there. All right, Jordan. Like a Jimmy John's that you drive past in your own neighborhood and don't even know it exists. <laughs> um, I feel like I'm at 16 on this one. Dollars? Uh, yes, Jordan, dollars. Oh. Like I said, I think I've always kind of felt like this game was like underrated. Um, just due to the, mostly to the combat system. Did, you had one point that you liked about it. I had four points. I they feel kind like of, it was like one with they, sub points. They interleaved. I only had I had I had four things that the game did well, and I had eight things that the game didn't do so well. Sixteen dollars. Sixteen dollars. Um. So what do you think? Uh, what do you think it's going for? What is what does price charting have this one? Well, it makes me feel like the game is probably going for sixteen dollars. Jordan, how many times do we have to have this conversation? Okay, sorry. It's going for eighteen dollars. No. I don't know. What's no, it it's going. It's going for thirty dollars, Jordan. No, why? Just you th- should know. That's dumb. Like that's actually dumb. Well, I'm sorry. Okay. Well, what do you think the PAL version is going for? What do you think the PAL tax is on this the one, Jordan? The PAL tax. Uh, um. I hope this is one of the scenarios where, like, we in North America we're younger and we don't know as much. We don't have as much knowledge in hist- history, and so, you know, like. We pay thirty dollars, but our more like cultured and um, steeped in history friends in the PAL region, they just know that this game is only worth eight dollars. Forty-two. Forty-two. It's a great number. <laughs> it is a great number. There's just a lot of good feelings about that number, but I have a lot of bad feelings about anybody spending forty-two dollars on this game. Yeah. Yeah. Forty-two dollars um, is like, there's like forty-two minutes worth of gameplay in here, and so that just seems like a lot. Well, how long the beat says two hours? It does, which is a total lie. Yeah, unless you're playing it by yourself and you suck. <laughs> uh, well, to be fair, I don't know how easy of a time you'd have getting through this one, because it gets pretty dicey at the end of. No, yeah, six I mean it seven. would be hard. Maybe like because we. I don't know. We made it most of the way before turning on infinite lives. Maybe you had to play like more defensively and you, that makes it take longer. I don't know. Yeah. Um, oh man. Yeah. You know, there, this is not a, uh, you are being <laughs> conflicted. There's no way you're conflicted when you said 16 and it's a $30 game and you didn't have very many nice things to say about it. You're not allowed to say that it's worth it. I feel like I paid like 26, to thirty dollars for this or somewhere. It's I've had this game for I think nearly a decade now, um, so I feel like I didn't. I might have paid a. It's it's kind of stayed stable stable, um, in its price, which in the world of retro gaming actually says a lot because everything else has <laughs> skyrocketed. So if this game has stayed completely yeah, stable, it means true. that like it's the true. people who have it want it and nobody else does. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess. I, I guess. $30. I got to call that worthless. Why why is there why this should be open and shut? It should be, but that's just not how I, I know. Retro game collectors. Now Jordan, what? Uh I have some some news. Okay. Some some decent I'm uh, a fan of news. Uh you're not going to be a fan of this news, but no. it's it's better it's slightly better news if you're not playing your Super Nintendo games on a Super Nintendo. Okay. And you want a complete in-box copy of the return of Double Dragon, re-release of this game from 2018. Okay. Complete version going for $25. That why is that good news? That's because it's not only cheaper, but it's a better version of the game, and you can get it a boxed copy of it um for less money. Just supposedly this is it sounded like your mileage may vary. Um they don't claim that this works in original Super Nintendo consoles. But it doesn't definitively say that it doesn't. 
<laughs> so it's like it it comes in Super Nintendo. So if I it probably worked on the Retron or whatever other clone consoles are out there for Super Nintendo stuff. Um, if you're interested in this game, maybe look into that. If you're interested in this game. I don't know. I just don't know. I just don't know. Like you probably haven't you probably haven't played it, so I can't judge you. Go ahead and play it. Like I said, it's not a bad game. It's just a nothing game. Whatever, man. Anyways, Jordan, do we have trivia today? Yes, Dan. I have a trivia question for you. Uh there's it's it was tough to find a trivia question because there just is not a whole lot about this game other than the whole like fact that they didn't finish it. So this kind of ties into that. So which feature was included in the Japanese version of the game, but was not included in the North America version? Uh, that would be Marion. No, okay. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna list I'm gonna list some options for you. Was it being able to choose your player's color? Was it being able to catch the boomerang, or was it health pickups? Uh, I believe it was catching the boomerang. It was catching the boomerang. Yeah. yeah. You could catch yeah. the boomerang in the Japanese version, which again, like, why is that a thing they could do, but we couldn't do? Um, I don't know, man. I got to fall down the internet rabbit hole. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, congrats, Dan. You got it correct. I actually Yay. had on there as another option picking up grenades, but then you made me question myself. I didn't think you could actually pick up the grenades, but yeah. then you said maybe you well. could. So then I omitted that option. Oops. Uh, Jordan, our next episode it coincides. It, how far off? When, it's the Legend of Zelda. It's the original Legend of Zelda. So uh, to coincide with the, the anniversary of Legend of Zelda, we're playing Legend of Zelda, and our February bounty is us giving away a copy of Breath of the Wild. Yes, Breath of the Wild, one of my absolute favorite games. Maybe my absolute favorite game of all time. If you haven't played it, you have to enter this. If you have played it, you have to enter this and give it to somebody who hasn't played it (laughs) because it is a great game. I'm excited to dive into the original Legend of Zelda because I've never really played it. What a surprise. Yeah. Who would have ever thought that Jordan hadn't played the original Legend of Zelda? Let's hope that it is... uh, more like a Quiznos and less like a Jimmy Jones. Ooh, I don't know about that. Well, I don't know. I'm not, I don't actually like any sub place, I guess. I yeah. Mean, uh, like Penn Station is all right. <laughs> I would way rather go to Subway than Jimmy John's. Let's Any, just hope it's not a Jimmy John's yeah. situation. So it's, it's a digital code. Sorry, physical collectors. Uh, digital code for Breath of the Wild. Uh, you're welcome for being able to play your games on the go and not have to worry about carrying around cartridges. <laughs> Gotta that carry don't even memory taste cards. Good. At least back in the day, cartridges used to taste good. Yeah. So to enter this bounty, you just have to let us know what is your favorite moment from the Legend of Zelda series. Ooh, I like that. There's yeah. so many to choose from. Yeah. And you don't have to worry about continuity because Nintendo sure doesn't. <laughs> well, I've heard that it's like... No. It's just a story that gets retold differently with yeah. each game. Okay. Is what I've heard. That's fine. I thought you were about to do the whole like, you can actually figure out there's the timelines no. and you just have, you end up looking like a conspiracy theorist with the string and the pictures around on it. No. Or, Okay, yeah. No, it's just a different story being told over. It's like a fairy tale. It's like how every couple years you get a new, uh, you know, Pinocchio movie. Like, why do we need 15 Pinocchio (laughs) movies? Every generation you get a new Pokemon game where all of a sudden we know a bunch of new stuff about Pokemon that we didn't know before. Who knew that this whole other part of the world existed that Pokemon could grow huge now? Yeah. What a shock. It's weird because (laughs) the, the new region knows about all of the other ones. But the old regions didn't know about the new one. <laughs> it's very bizarre. Anyway, so if you want to enter, all you have to do is send us a message, a direct message on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Discord, Facebook, and uh, you can find us most of those places at WIOW Podcast. You can find our Discord in the, the notes on this episode. You can also send us an email at worth it or worthless podcast at gmail.com. Um, you could leave us a review on the Apple podcast and just, and tell us your favorite thing about, um, Zelda and everyone will be really confused and, um, <laughs> we'll just add you that way. You know, any way you want to get us your favorite thing about Zelda, <laughs> just send it over. We'll add you to the list. Um, we actually use the, uh, the, the Apple numbers app. Oh, um, you use this. numbers. Is numbers? I thought, is that, I is you that Apple Google or Sheets. is that Google? I think numbers. Numbers is Apple. Is now, Apple? I got excited about 
10 seconds ago when you mentioned notes i thought you were gonna talk about the notes app no 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 we're not sponsored by the notes app anymore actually um we have to pay them every time we say notes app so um <laughs> we're gonna it's we're like a royalties thing yeah, yeah. Is that like yeah. a Spotify royalties thing where it's like a fraction of a cent every time we say it or something? It's like, you know, like when you see like um, your favorite band and they, they have duct tape over all the logos on their instruments and amps and stuff? Nope. It's kind of like that. I see that. You see that like on documentaries sometimes, but I've never seen a band do it. <laughs> yeah, the bands do that because they don't want to, they want to get the sponsorship money, you know? Oh, no. I... As a former... Um, semi-amateur musician it's all about, <laughs> really you only get into music if you want to make money it's as sort of like podcasting as a former amateur amateur musician yeah semi well semi-amateur <laughs> i was thinking about going amateur but i decided to only go semi-amateur hobbyist yeah anyway um we officially have made this episode too long but we're thankful that you stuck with us check back next time as we find out if the legend of zelda is a good one it's uh, it's gonna be an episode, Jordan. I'm excited. I tell I'm you that. truly excited, and I hope that it lives up to my wild over expectations. Guys, what are the odds that Jordan can not only make everybody angry with Final Fantasy VII, but then he can manage to do it again just a month later? It with can't the no, Legend there's of no, Zelda. <laughs> this game's not gonna take me 20 hours, right? I guess that depends. Oh no! <laughs> gonna use a guide. Tune in next week. Not next um, week, two weeks from now, unless you're a time traveler. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jordan, do you have anything else before we close out the show with our music segment? That's it. Actually, I'm about to hit my quota. I only have 17 words left for the day, so I should probably stop talking. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> so confused. Uh, he's just looking at me right now. <laughs> I'm running low. Oh, man. All right, guys. Today's song is called Try Hard, and it's by Donnie. We've played him on the show before. Uh, this is actually a Donkey Kong Country 2 cover of Sticker Brush Symphony, but uh, it's a good one. It's another one of those, uh, I feel like there's a couple key pieces of Donkey Kong Country music that you hear a lot. This is one of them. Nice. I'm excited. So it's good. Hope you guys enjoy it. And we'll see you next time. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.
must be near the island. I'll get you there.